What's up, everybody? Fred Ricciani, TSC, with some really sad, heartbreaking news that was unfortunately confirmed by WWE, literally at the top of Raw. Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, has passed away at the age of 63. If you don't know the news, it's been trending over the last few days. He had hip surgery, suffered complications, and those complications included not one, not two, but three heart attacks. And Scott Hall, as of 8 p.m. Eastern Time, March 14, 2022, is physically no longer with us. Really, really sad here. Um, the best way I could describe him in one line would be coolest guy in the room. Always cool, coolest guy in the room. I believe I had the pleasure of seeing him at least once live. And man, I don't, I don't know where to start. I, I, I guess if you're a younger fan, allow me to kind of just briefly explain like Scott Hall's influence. This guy was just so unbelievably charismatic. He was a really good worker. He was really good on the mic. He had a fantastic look. He had great size, moved very well for for a guy his size and, and muscle mass and everything else. But he was he just had that it factor. It's crazy. There are some guys and girls in, in pro wrestling who never become world champion. And you kind of slap yourself and say, how the hell did that not happen? How did this guy not win the WWE title? How did this guy not win the NWA uh, world's title back in the day? But you look at Scott Hall and this guy had a better career with no world titles and most guys with multiple world titles. This is a guy who kind of floundered early in his career. You know, he was in the AWA. He had a lot of personal issues uh, very early on in his life, in his adult life. He had uh, unfortunately gotten into a scuffle that ended uh, deadly and it seemed to have uh, affected him as profiled in ESPN Z60 series. Went through a lot of substance abuse. He was in and out of WCW with some rough gimmicks, including the Diamond Stud. And then he came to WWE in the early mid-90s with a gimmick by the name of Razor Ramon. And through the creative genius of Vince McMahon himself and other people around him, and with Scott Hall's just uncanny ability to own that role, he became an iconic character in WWE. One of the greatest Intercontinental Champions of all time. Defeated Shawn Michaels, and I, I believe it was the first, might have been the first ladder match in WWE history. I, I, I seem to recall maybe Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had a ladder match at some point, you know, around that same period, but it wasn't as heralded. I could be wrong, but that, in terms of like major pay per view ladder matches, especially WrestleMania, that was the first one. And that was the one that really kind of revolutionized the industry years before TLC, years before, you know, TNA doing Full Metal Mayhem. Uh, years before, ladder matches just became commonplace. It was such an iconic match. Who is the real Intercontinental Champion? Razor Ramon grabbing both belts, holding them up in the air. Incredible moment. But, man, that, that was just part of the story. In 96, 1996, he and Kevin Nash went to WCW shifted the tectonic plates of the wrestling war between WWE and WCW. You think WWE and AEW is a war? No, no, no. WWF, WCW was a war. Join WCW was the first real major acquisition as far as the NWO era showing up on Nitro unannounced. And of course, a few weeks later, he formed the original NWO, the revolutionary group, the New World Order with Hulk Hogan, 
with Kevin Nash. And while the NWO did eventually get oversaturated, while it did just kind of die a slow, miserable death and kind of, you know, went away in a whimper, it sent shockwaves through the industry. His defection along with Kevin Nash's and their ability to stick together to negotiate on each other's behalf really changed the face of the industry, really ushered in a new era of guaranteed contracts back when contracts weren't guaranteed, believe it or not, in, in wrestling. It's crazy. You can make the argument they're still not totally guaranteed, but still, these guys advocated for themselves. It paid off big. And hey, a, a side effect was helping others get paid as well. And man, again, he struggled with substance abuse issues throughout his WCW tenure. Uh, subsequently, uh, you know, in the Indies, he did a shot or two for ECW. He was in and out of TNA Impact Wrestling, but his influence was felt, man. He was, again, coolest guy in the room, had that style, good worker, was practically the total package. If he can keep his head on straight, he might have been world champion, but again, he didn't need to be. He was that over. And after years of being in and out of rehab, seemingly nothing working, my good friend Diamond Dallas Page, who founded DDP Yoga, hit him up and said, hey, man. Uh, we're going to take care of you. We're, we're going to turn you around. Uh, this was short. This was around, two, I believe, 2012. Ten years ago, actually, now. Crazy. And uh, DDP had turned around Jake Roberts' life. You don't know about Jake the Snake? Very similarly to Scott Hall, an all-time great, generationally influential superstar. And just substance abuse got the, the best of him, to say the least. And somehow, some way, DDP, DDP Yoga turned his life around and, D and Jake literally lived in DDP's house was monitored. I don't want to say 24 seven, but borderline 24 seven. They did the same thing with Scott Hall. I recall Scott being wheel wheelchair bound en route to a DDP's house within six months to a year with some crowdfunding as well from the amazing loyal fans of his, his body was rebuilt. He had a new lease on life and he was able to see himself get inducted into the WWE hall of fame not once, but twice. Once as Razor Ramon, and once as part of the NWO. And on top of that, he got to make various wrestling appearances. Of course, he appeared at WrestleMania 31, and that epic showdown with the NWO and DX during the Sting and Triple H matchup. Made a, a number of appearances sporadically uh, over time. If I recall correctly, he actually hit Flip Gordon a few years ago with some light tubes at an indie show. Like, the guy was just popping up everywhere, and it was great to not only see him healthy and happy, but to see him reportedly reconnect with his family, and to see all these people, an entire generation of wrestlers and fans alike, consistently paying tribute to him, giving him his flowers, saying, man, you influenced me. A famous example would be Zack Ryder a few years back, too, when he, he won the uh, IC title in that ladder match, I believe in Dallas, uh, Dallas WrestleMania. I think it was 2016, and even though his title reign only lasted a day, they showed a picture of Zack Ryder holding Razor Ramon's Intercontinental title as a kid, and then that same night when he won the IC title, he let Razor Ramon, a.k.a. Scott Hall, hold the IC title, and they took a nice picture. And just, what can you say, man? I mean, there's so much to say. I'm sure there's a lot more historians that could cover you know, the business end and everything else, but just for me, growing up as a kid, as a WCW kid, even though I did love WWF at times, and I was a huge uh, Rock and Austin fan, but my real first exposure to pro wrestling was through WCW, was through guys like Goldberg, like Sting, like DDP, and yes, the NWO, but I'm going to keep it real. Hulk Hogan wasn't really my guy. 
But Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, especially when uh, you know they went red and black with the Wolfpack, that was the coolest thing for me as a third grader, fourth grader, rocking that NWO gear, feeling like the coolest kid in class. And it's just it's just heartbreaking that you know all these years later, and after everything he's overcome, you know he passes away at just 63 years old. So, you know, we could look at this and say this is, you know, a tragedy and it is heartbreaking for his family and it is depressing and it is, you know, awful that one of wrestling's all-time greats is, is no longer with us. Um, we could also look at it on the, the flip side as well. Obviously, this is a time of mourning, of grieving for his family, for his friends, for Kevin Nash. My God, Kevin Nash, Sean Waltman, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. I mean, those guys were undeniably close and i can only imagine the heartbreak that goes it's like imagine like losing your best friend or your brother it's just it's horrible um but you know i also can think about the other side which is again the last 10 years of his life being with his family being being able to live comf relatively comfortably given what he put his body through being able to overcome his demons being able to be inducted into the hall of fame being able to continue to inspire generations of wrestlers and fans alike, being able to get his flowers while he could still smell them. So what can I say other than thank you, Scott Hall, for the memories. May God bless you. May God bless your family. Uh, my deepest condolences go out to all his loved ones. Uh, man, I don't know. I'm like tearing up here. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a sad night, a sad day, a sad time in pro wrestling. Uh, but his influence will never be forgotten. And you always hear this, this stuff like cliches and everything, hyperbole, like there there will never be another this person or that person. There will never be another this guy or that guy. But I'm telling you, I promise you, there will never, ever be another Scott Hall. I don't care if it was a rinky-dink indie show. I don't care if it was a surprise shot at ECW coming out to the Fugees. I don't care if it was at his peak as Razor Ramon, at his peak with the NWO. Hell, even when he wasn't doing so well in TNA, Scott Hall was always and will forever be the coolest guy in the room. And I, I will end this with a quote that, that he had from the WWE Hall of Fame. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Rest in peace to the bad guy, Scott Hall. May God bless you and your loved ones.